the morning sickness relapse with uh, intern Jeremy. That's right, guys. Welcome into the Morning Sickness Relapse, your behind-the-scenes look into the world of Holmberg's Morning Sickness. I'm your host, Intern Jeremy. Thank you for joining us this week. On this week's episode, we talk about politics being attached to crazy people, talk about passive-aggressive Brady. We also talk about Brady's hearing problem and getting hearing aids and his crazy family nicknames. What's going on, Johnny? Hi. Oh, someone's talking to That's me. That's right. Hi, Jeremy. Let me put my phone down. <laughs> yeah, please do. Hi. How's it going? Good. Good. You've asked me that twice now. Have I? How's it going? It's getting worse by the second. <laughs> it was okay for a second. This guy keeps asking me the same shit. <laughs> so earlier in the week, they're talking about the oh. guy in the, the MAGA hat with the sword. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. No. Guy with a sword in a MAGA hat. <laughs> and it's and so I wanted to talk about and ask you about attaching political views to these nutballs. Yeah. That, especially in this day and age, probably the past 10 years or so, maybe more, maybe 15. More, yeah. It's that's the go to now is to try to attach. Yeah, there's no you can't just say, listen, this guy is unhinged. He did yeah. it because he has a screw. We've, we've gotten so politically correct. Crazy can't be crazy with, without just being fucking crazy. If somebody stabbed somebody wearing an Obama hat, no one would have cared because he can't win or lose or affect us anymore. So or, yeah. if, you know, so it doesn't fucking matter. But at 10 years ago, if a guy stabbed someone with a sword with an Obama hat. Uh, I don't even know if it was 10 years ago that that would have bothered people. It would have been always just a nutball. Now you can't call anybody nuts anymore because it's somehow or another bad. It's bullying. You have to blame them. Uh, uh, Donald Trump did this. I mean, it they has fucking to be got an, to the out, point. An, an external yeah. pressure or source that's causing them to be crazy. You can't just say this person yeah. is mentally ill. Anybody that doesn't believe the media has an agenda didn't read anything about the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand. Now, I've been down, not to New Zealand, but in Australia, and what they want more than anything else is independence from thoughts that they are tied directly to the United States. They are their own land. New Zealand has the problem that they are their own people, not Australia's. And they get roped in and with so being Australian. And so they don't even care about like, the United States or pay attention to us in a way that we're so arrogant that we think, and I saw a headline that said, uh, New Zealand shooting inspired by Donald Trump's antics. Trust me, they do not fucking care at all about anything like that. They're, the Muslim people that got shot, tragic, is mostly the media's fault for dividing everybody by saying, well, you know, this Al-Qaeda thing's almost, they're all Muslims. And then you got, you know, it's, it's the yeah. fear, dumb people who have a screw loose are going to do dumb screw loose things when you give them a reason to not like someone. And Donald Trump, was he's not on their TV every day. He is not part of what they do and think and say. The dude may have been inspired by it, but he was also inspired by being fucking crazy. Yeah. Same with the dude with the sword. Maybe he likes Donald Trump, but he was, something was going to, you know, it could have been, uh, you know, if you're gonna Madison do some, Bumgarner. Yeah, if you're going to do something like that, you have a something miswired in your brain. You're, if Donald set you Trump off. never became president, yeah. he still would have ended up doing It would have been his like hate this. for Obama. Yeah. If it wasn't that, it would have been his hate for Hillary. It was Something was going to spark this dude, and guess where he's getting all his information and hate from? Oh, Whatever news source. And it isn't that most people that like Fox News watch CNN. Most people that like CNN, CNN's whole entire programming is to tell you what Fox did and how wrong it was. Yeah. They watch each other and then report back how the other guys were so fucked up. And so the people at home watching are like, I got to make a decision. They seem pretty mad at them and I'm kind of on their team. It's all the media's fault. And, and they'll never take the blame because they're the innocent reporter. You know, don't kill the messengers. 
but it's ridiculous. Yeah, the headline read, man in MAGA hat uh, and, and a sword. I don't care about the hat. I don't care about anything you have on <laughs> if you're coming at me with a sword. That's my main concern. Man with screw loose and sword, still too much to tell me. Man yeah, with, sword with sword is, is no longer someone I care to know anything about. So I don't sit and I'm like, why are you stabbing me? What are your views on abortion? Nobody asks. <laughs> nobody cares. He was wearing a MAGA hat. Now, if they couldn't find him and they needed a description of what he had on, then yeah. it matters. Otherwise, dude with sword is all I give a shit about. We could agree on everything. And dude with sword is still fucking nuts to me. But like what? we have the exact same political, you know, yeah. I'm fiscally, uh, um, you know, right and liberally left or uh, socially left. Um. Yeah, you could be the exact same guy, but the second you come at me with a sword, you're crazy, and I'm going to normalize. Yeah. That's it. But the media has to do that because then it ties into the other stories they're telling. Clicks. And they could drag it out. Oh, yeah. Because for some reason, huge. we're very, we want to talk about, in this country, we want to talk about the bad things happening, but we want to tie it to something other than mental illness for some reason. Mental illness, we've come leaps and bounds better than 20 years ago in terms of talking about it, but it is still very a taboo topic. Oh yeah. So instead of being like, let's use this story to push the agenda forward of, we need to get more right. mental help in this country. But you can't call people crazy. Yeah. So the second you start saying it's mental health issues and everything, of course it is, of course it's it is. It's bullying, yeah. Yeah, but now it's like, but why does why does he have these problems? Well, because you numbed him when he was five years old with pills. Now he doesn't know how to handle anything. Yeah. So of course bullying hurts 10 times more. You'll never, ever ever eliminate the assholes no you can't and so bullies will some always of them are just exist born that way man. you have to figure out how to uh circumnavigate your life or navigate your life uh through people who you don't agree with who are jerks who are, are mean and everything else it'll make you better it makes you a better person to be able to handle that instead of screaming out i'm bullied i'm the whole culture is like tell your kids they're weak and other people can pick on them and they're the ones who are wrong instead of saying you're strong bullies yeah. can't beat you we're Building not getting rid of bullies bully the bully campaign is ridiculous being aware they've, all, of it, they've always been there they'll never go away yeah. and there's always one way to handle them it's, it's lame it's right but way. it comes back to the sticks and stones thing it is I bullies mean, are badass until you tell them they're not yeah. That's it. You you give them the power yeah. by cowering. By, by being and weak. By, yeah. Yeah. And, just stand and up for the yourself. worst thing we used to do with bullies is tell on them. Yeah. Because that just made them mad. Well, like they, they get in trouble that. for a second and be like, who, yeah. I know who did this. Yeah. And they thought it was bad before. It's good. Never ever has a bully been cured by, by a detention or anything. It makes it worse. You have to stand you up to You got to fight them. back. Not necessarily physically, but you have to be strong. And everybody's like, no, you're you're being picked on. And that's because you're a little different. And we don't know. But now the bully is starting to get sympathy by saying, well, something he, happened to him. Yeah. Instead of being like, no, that kid's yeah. just an asshole. The parents might be and dicks too. And needs to be disciplined. Yep. And it was not taught right. And unfortunately, now he's got to be disciplined by a fellow yeah. student because he's, he's picking on this kid. And this I've kid's got to sock him in the face. Say it for years. The world, the future belongs to the bully. The, the world, the future belongs to the bully because in, in years to come, the kid who was bullying the most is going to uh, be able to run stuff. Yeah. And the kid who was bullied will never achieve anything other than like, I don't deserve it. And it's, it's the fault of every parent and everybody else to sit back and say, no, my child is too weak to handle this. Somebody needs to step in and stop bullying because he can't do a thing about it. I'm You've weakened them to the point, and bullying is horrible. There's no doubt about it, but there's, a way, there's always been a way to uh to combat it yeah and it's more than saying you're too weak let's get help 
And it's and, and I'm all for obviously you want to give your kids everything you can and you want to protect them to a sure. certain extent. But and it's it's getting to the point to where they're not being prepared for the real world. Not at all. And bullies will run things in the future and own companies. The bully and, is going to be the head of the, yep. the, the company that you want to job Not all of them, but it's going to happen. And they're going to sit and look at you and you're like, what's wrong with you? And it doesn't well, even prepare you. don't like you. the way you're talking to me and I don't think that's right. I'm like, I don't care what you think. Stop being such a weakling and get the job done. Do what I tell you. Well, I don't like being commanded to do things. And I'm like, I don't care. It's your job. It's my company. Yeah. I'll call lawyers and what? All right. You got to, it, and it's very weird because it, it's, I mean, not necessarily, you're not, I mean, yeah, if you go into a, a job and they're, you know, putting your da- putting you well, down. picking on you. Picking but, on I mean, that's, but, but that's where the lines are. Nobody knows what bullying is. Is it telling someone, hey, you did a terrible job today and I don't expect. They, now it now is. Now it's bullying. Now it is. That's to, bullying. To go in and say, you're doing a bad job. I don't like the way you're working and I need you to straighten up. Well, you don't need to be so abrasive. That college coach, that girls basketball coach. That uh, is in trouble in Northern Kentucky or something like that. Yeah. Uh, the transcripts of what she said to the players was basically like, "Was you a need coach to play better?" She yes. was being a mean coach. Sometimes coaches motivate with that, and they're like, they, "She killed my love for the game." My football coach oh. in, in 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 high school and my baseball coach. Yeah. It, he would if he's still coaching now. He probably kills a lot of love of the game oh, because yeah. it wasn't like a hey man. You went 0 for 4. That's a yeah. great job. You, know you tried your hardest. No. My my baseball coach, he was the fucking scream at you. And, and they should. And it's You're and running you know, laps now. It's the <laughs> fine balance of like, you keep screwing up, you keep screwing up, and then when you don't, they're like, there you go. Yeah, see? And it means more when the guy who continually tells you you're bad at something tells, tells you, you you're good. good. I don't it, need people to constantly tell me I'm good at stuff. When people tell me that sucks, you suck, this suck, and then later they're like, oh, no, he's awesome. It means something because yeah. you're like you you did you did enough to get the person who was hard on you, and sometimes that's what it takes. That's why tough love is a thing. That's why it's just so annoying to me that telling someone they're not good at something is now bullying when they're technically not good at it. Yeah, you're bad at baseball. If you want to get better, you've got to listen. Well, I'm not. It's not right to tell me I'm bad at things. Why you're bad at it? You need to know that so you can improve. Yeah, if you, you think you're good, then you're not going to try anymore. If you can't if you can't be told there's room to improve. Because you're always being told you're good. What's the point of achieving any more goals? Yeah, it's like yesterday I filled in for Fitz, and you he, did. And, yeah, man. And Larry, Larry came in this morning, and and he was like, "Hey, man, you 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 did a good job. Thanks." There you go. But if you would have came to me and said like, "Hey, I noticed this, this, and this. Try to work on this." Right. Well, that's not very nice, Larry. Well, how about if you walked in and said uh, it was a bit of a catastrophe? Yeah, um, I would sit down. My my response is, show me some key points. What I can work right. on right now, what can I do? Yeah. But like if it's like you're trying to be funny, you're not funny. Yeah. Uh, you just made a mess of this and this and this. Yeah. And you'd sit back and you'd go, well, Larry's bullying me. Or you can say, the guy who's been doing this for 25 years just told me the 10 things I can get better at. And I'm gonna, that's, that's my response. Yeah. But it seems like young, and it's not, and I hate pulling up, well, it's a generational thing. No. But it seems like they would be like, well, Larry, well, why didn't you tell me about the couple of breaks that I did that were good. Right. Well, well because do you don't right? need to yeah. improve on those. No. You did those well. Let me tell you where to improve. And of course, there's a way of going about it. Well, you got the job because he expected you to do good things. Yeah. And when you fuck up, he's going to say, uh, everything except this, this, and this seemed fine, but this was terrible. Yeah. And then we're like, well, I need to hear the good. No. You need to fix. You're fine otherwise. So just deal with it. Have some self confidence on it. Good. You need to improve on the things you did. Stupid. And, and that's and, why uh, I I enjoy things like that when I because I tell Larry all the time. Yeah. I'm like, hey, have you have you listened to any of my air checks? Tell me what. And it was a 
couple of months ago, we sat down. He he gave me two or three things like everything else is good. Work on these things. Yeah. He's like they're not super noticeable to like people listening, but to me, work on it. I worked on it. He listened. He's like, hey, you worked on it. He's like, you're doing Sounds you're great. doing fine. See, now. to me, it's like bullying always came down to the point where you should be able to take it verbally until you verbally fire back. If you're physically being bullied... That's a different... Yeah. It's a totally different... If Larry animal. walked in and punched me in the face right. this morning... No, that's like, illegal. Yeah, There's yeah. a reason that's illegal. <laughs> he's like, you did so bad right. yesterday, that's the only response. If he's walking behind you in the hall and kicking your feet and doing all that shit, then you've got a physical... Like somebody's making contact with you, now you've got a different thing. Or if, if someone's, someone's saying prime... terrible things, you say terrible things back. Yeah. If it goes physical, it goes physical. But the, the bottom line is sitting back and taking it empowers the person that feels like they need to pick on a weaker person. Does that make them a better person? No. Make some dicks. But the, the a world with dicks is never not going to be a thing. Yeah. Ever. So prepare everyone to how to handle dicks. Yeah. It's Oh man, that's a, got, that yeah. should be a set on 933. <laughs> prepare yourself to handle a dick. I'll isolate that and send it over to That's him. right. <laughs> that's I can new, handle a dick. That's the new tagline for all Daisy. <laughs> I'm John Holmberg, and I can handle a dick. <laughs> Multiple at the same time. Yeah, that's impressive. Should be a show for me. And then uh, Brady's got the, the hearing aid. We, yeah. we discovered the new, uh, you know, whispering things into the dead ear. Oh, that's great fun. And he's notoriously uh, frugal with money. No, a little bit. A George Costanza, if it were. Uh, yeah, kind of. He's, he's cheap, is what you're saying. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I tried to say it the nice yeah, way, but Brady's a cheap ass. He was and going he was gonna to go bottom base. Yeah, he's going to bargain bargain down his own hearing to the cheapest bidder. <laughs> it's like a government contract on how you can. I'm not saying you have to get something that can hear through walls, but get something that's quality. It's going to last. And he's like, "Well, that was 2,700 bucks. That's pretty good. Middle of the road. It's your fucking <laughs> hearing." <laughs> Spend. It's like those. He uh, makes a lot of money. Spend. Yeah, it's on that one thing. It's, it's like if you've seen there's infomercials for these like, they just ship it to your house. Yeah, the braces. Ones, the ones. Oh, the, oh, I thought you were talking about the ones the earplugs. The oh yeah, eighty dollar well, hearing miracle whatever. Yeah, the miracle ear. And so they shove those in there. It's it's eighty two, bucks. Yeah. Well, you, you get, get a second. White wads hanging out of the side of your head. You look like a moron. Well, if you order now, you get a second one. Right. And all you have to pay is shipping and handling. You get two ears. Why not? So it's like, I'm not going to mail order uh my orthodontic work so i don't think i'm going to mail order you know right. from a hearing especially well, when my job is contingent yeah. on hearing i told him that like <laughs> i even actually used kind of that same thing i'm like if you had a tooth that was falling out and the dentist said well we can give you half a tooth for like 3500 might. i'll do it yeah. i got 31 other good ones yeah. it's like come on <laughs> is it front or back yeah, it's, it's visible i'll get a you would spend the money to go, let's make this look right. And, and the heart surgery and like things that are going to help you see, it's like I mean, glasses. Yeah, second opinion. Your, your, your vision's pretty terrible, but to make glasses that'll make it 2020 is $3,000. And glasses that'll make it eh, reasonably better, they're about uh, $1,000. Give me them $1,000 glasses. I don't have to see the tree leaves. <laughs> what about the readers at CVS? They're $6. Your, your ear. Yeah, I get $6 glasses. Same difference. <laughs> the uh, the hearing aid thing is like, man, if my ear went to zero, and I, he keeps saying it's at 30%, we were whispering directly into his dead he ear. He couldn't hear anything. a thing. So, and I think half the time he was hearing it with his other ear because it was just loud enough to get to the other side. Um you spend on that. You make sure your ears are good. And I like the idea. There's Bluetooth. You can have the TV piped into it and uh, radio. Yeah. And all this stuff can go right through his ear so he can hear again. It's dumb. He's dumb. 
The easiest way, if the wife's sitting there yapping at you and you're trying to watch the game, you just hit that Bluetooth button so that all you're hearing is the game. She won't even know you turned it off. Nope. She'll think, wow, Brady's such a good listener. He just sits there. Yeah. (laughs) What a game. Yeah. And then um, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. Obviously, we're recording on the anniversary of his death. Yeah. And then you were talking about you were having an argument over text about Dio. Was Uh it Dio and Kurt Cobain? No, it was Dio and Dave Grohl. Oh, wow. The band is doing Fuvana. Friday, April 12th at the Rock Bar and uh, in Scottsdale. And so we were going to do some Foo Fighter songs because it commemorates the 25 years of Kurt's passing, which I like to put a silver lining on saying, well, that bullet started Foo Fighters. Yeah. So it's 25-year anniversary of the Foo Fighters' birth, technically. So it's a f- celebration of 50 years, sort of. So uh, Fuvana's going to do a thing, and the guys in the band, one of the guys in the band is a big uh, 80s music fan. He was talking about how, oh, man, this pretentious shit that Grohl did with something from nothing and all that and he goes it's just a deal ripoff in the middle and I'm like he intentionally did little uh, borrowed moments from songs that influenced him all the and lyrics he's, are, he he had said that <laughs> that was the point of something for that was the point of Sonic Highways to yeah. go from town to town musical town interview people and say I remember the first time this happened and that was from the Chicago one yeah where he's like you know I grew up here it's Dio and this and this and this and so there's little tributes in their own way by kind of nicking a piece of a song and saying that's kind of part of that. There's a B.B. King thing in it. There's lyrics that B.B. King said while Dave interviewed him, the button on a string and uh, all that. So he's like, all these things. It was B.B. King, I think, that we was talking to. That shows how great of a musician right. Dave And he Grohl would spend is. a couple weeks talking to the people, interviewing him, and as he took his notes, he would then write a song about his experience there. They'd move on to the next city, and he'd do the same thing. That whole album is songs Dave wrote on yeah. his journey. He's pretentious, shitty musician that went town to town uh you know talking about music that he's just an amateur at and i'm like what your complaint is pretentious behavior and you're defending it by saying not like dio a guy who wrote the lyric ride the tiger you can see his stripes but you know he's mean (laughs) oh what's becoming of me (laughs) and i'm like you know what this is the argument that wins the dio versus girl this is it dio versus any modern music if I started a band right now and played a tape for you and you said to me, man, you guys sound a lot like Dio, I'd be offended. And so would everyone else. <laughs> if you said, I'm hearing a lot of Foo Fighters in that. Like, hell like, yeah. Oh, that's not bad. And I don't think many people would be upset unless they're trying not to sound like the Foo Fighters 100%. Yeah. And, and yeah, if I wanted to strangle a cat and play a guitar for seven minutes just to show how fast my fingers can go, there you have Dio. Dio's a forgotten animal. <laughs> The people who like Dio, like Dio, uh, well, they're probably not going to live long. I'll say this because Dio fans are probably in their 50s, and I'm pretty sure, maybe I'm wrong, but medically, I don't think mentally retarded people live that long. <laughs> so you're saying your bandmate is think, both in his 50s and mentally yeah, retarded? Yeah, so I think maybe, the you know, because he just texted me and he said, you have to wear a Dio shirt next week when we do the Fufana thing. And I said, it'll be great. I'll go to like Goodwill or Savers or something. I'm pretty sure all the Dio fans pass away about 50. There'll be plenty of shirts from an estate <laughs> sale that show up nobody would buy. Ask John Gordon. He's probably got some Dio shirts. You, could lend you think you. I'd fit in John Gordon shirts? He's a little, slight <laughs> He's little a tiny man. man. I mean, it'd be a little half shirt. It might be even better. It might be hotter. A little belly right. shirt. Maybe I will try that. That sounds sexy. <laughs> Dio, yeah, I, stop it. He was what he was for his time. Nothing about what Dio did lasts. It doesn't stand the test no. of time. He was very of his time. Grohl? 
Foo Fighters, you don't have to like them to recognize that for 25 years it's been a hit festival. And how influential they are to other bands. Amazing. And just and their still killing it. Still crushing it. Yeah. And Dio, not so much. <laughs> Dio might play like a small bar in town and shout out Holy Diver and well, Rainbow anymore, in the Dark. <laughs> and please, please the 350-year-olds that are still there. Yeah, again, Dio is the dude in class that you used to tell on because he'd draw pictures of women riding tigers with their tops off and think everybody liked it, but he was the only weirdo nerd doing it. They're good, accurate drawings, but there's a tiger and a lightning bolt and a crystal ball and some majestic lady standing on top with her cans out. Jig it out. Ronnie, quit passing that my direction. Knock it off. <laughs> trying to learn. Fitz is probably a Dio fan, huh? He's in all that. Yeah, Dungeons, Dungeons and, and Dragons, Dragons, you have to be. It comes with it. I think Dio's a character in it. Is he? Called an elf. He does the, all the soundtrack for all the- it could be. You have to listen to Dio when you're playing? Look, he may be an interesting man, and he's talented, but he's not He's not worthy of comparison to any musician as far as like hold him up with the greats, and I don't get when people do. So I've been in this battle with a couple guys for- They're fun. They're funny. Conversations are funny, because we're yeah. just going back and forth with pretentious lyrics. It's great. But I can't, all I do is just keep sending clips of Rainbow in the Dark back to them. I'm like, really? <laughs> You're like, one really? more time, I'm going to let yeah. you watch this one more time. There's one lyric where he's like, summon the magic something. And I'm like, oh, God. There's a lot of magic, he's a lot of a dragons, conjurer. a lot of yeah. swords. And I'm not into any of that. <laughs> Weird. And then uh, one last thing earlier in the week during Rock Wars, yeah. Brady's topic. And uh, <laughs> I suggested, <laughs> I said, You piped up. Now, I keep saying that. Even though no one asked, here's Jeremy's opinion. Yeah. That's the I'm you, proud of you. It's a strong thing to have to bust through every time. Yeah. I mean, it's just like swimming in jello. That's right. It ain't easy, but you keep popping your head up for air. Yeah, so I do it. good on and, you. And passive aggressive Brady came out, and Very that angry. is yeah. my favorite Brady. What did you text me about passive aggressive Brady earlier in the week? He was passive aggressive about Eric. What did he say? I can't I'll have Oh, to, oh he because he read a story about the Michael Jackson thing defending that Michael Jackson didn't do anything, even though Brady's not watched the oh, Neverland yeah. documentary. And then he was like, I won't watch And it. he said it very matter-of-factly and didn't yeah. say he was quoting from a thing. I saw that a study came out and or a reporter had said that they were... And he did it, and Eric and I were both like, yeah, but if you watch the documentary, well, I don't know why you're coming out on me. <laughs> and then it turned into... There's a passive-aggressive moment in there that I loved. Yeah, I, yeah, I like passive-aggressive Brady, too. He's fun. He's he's my favorite. Because he because Brady doesn't like to admit he gets angry, so he passive aggressively attacks things. Yeah, he likes oh, to go hilarious. after Eric. Oh yeah, it, Eric pisses him off. And even but he won't he, admit he's mad. No. Well, the best part is is you'll be hammering him. You'll yeah. you're needling him. Eric's not hasn't even said anything yet. Yeah. And then he turns to Eric. I don't know if it's just because it's easy to attack Eric, or if he looks at you like, well, I can't go too hard at John. Well, I need he can. <laughs> he just doesn't. He chooses not to. So he takes it all out on Eric. Well, well Eric will. Eric usually he does that when Eric chimes in. Yeah. And Eric will say something. Eric's more abrasive with like <laughs> making it personal. I usually am just kind of a little. <laughs> I'm just kind of teasing the situation, maybe giving him a jab or two, and I'm picking. And I think he's afraid that he doesn't want to spark how far I'll actually go. Because I think he recognizes I baseline with him pretty good. I don't go too oh, high. Oh, he thinks Eric's going to stoke the fire well, he thinks too much? Well, because Eric comes blazing out at 10. <laughs> I think Brady knows I hang around 6. If he wants to get ugly, Let's go. it's going to be awful. And he knows that because he's not willing to go down the roads. He's nicer than me. Eric just comes out with blah, 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 10. Yeah. And Brady has to train. You always. And he's, yeah. got, a, he's got a shot ready for him. It's my favorite part of 
uh, puppeteering the fools. Yeah, it was when he <laughs> he when I gave my suggestion for his an addendum to his rock wars topic, which yeah. I thought was a good one. A good one. I don't come to the table with a lot of good ideas. I Not finally really. came with one. Very rarely, you know. And uh, he went right after me, and yeah. it was it's it the was happiest no. I've been. It was a quick no. I wasn't even done saying it nope. yet. No. And that's my favorite part. And so, like, it well, was. Well, he was not going to have you. This is the thing about Brady that I love. The passive aggressive uh, placement of class yeah. is great because you are intern Jeremy and you came in to change what Brady was doing. And Brady decided, I'm putting my foot down here. No interns coming in here, even yeah. though they're not even an intern. Uh, no interns coming in here to tell me that my idea needs work. Yeah. <laughs> I am a professional broadcasting. Yeah. <laughs> And so you came in and said, hey, you could add this. No, yeah. my idea stands. Brady would be a terrible president. <laughs> and you yeah. were like, well, actually, Brady, you're like, I hate to say this, but yeah. it's actually a pretty decent idea. No. Nope. 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 That would mean I have to admit that Jeremy had a good idea and he is an underling. And it was that's been the highlight of yeah. my two and a half years at KPD so far. It's was pretty solid. Yeah, here's the, nope. The funny thing <laughs> is, the difference between Brady and I is I say snobby, shitty things. He just thinks them. Oh, yeah. And you, believes and, them. And means it. Yeah, yeah. I just say what I think real people are thinking. Like, mm, yeah. this guy's kind of down low on the ladder at work. I don't need him telling me anything. <laughs> Brady would never say that. I'm mean, like, he's yeah. less than you. Well, no, he's not less than me. Yes, he is. Uh, everyone here admits it. And look at the paychecks. I Even the company it. Yeah, admits well, I mean, I you're know worth it. less than Brady. Yeah. That's, well, that goes back to his Hitler... Right. He wasn't a bad guy. Nah, come on. That's not what they're saying. Someday he could be. And when he is, you'll be less than him. <laughs> I didn't say it's forever. I didn't say we're stuck in cement here. Someday yeah. Jeremy might be higher than all of us. But right now, you're low on the ladder, and yeah. Brady knows it, and he doesn't want to hear from you. It's like having it's like the boss hearing from a couple of employees, like, you know, you should have done that better. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> no. That's my My favorite. idea stands. I am the decider. <laughs> Now, if you would have come with that same idea, does he do that with you? Not so much of the underling feeling, but like, oh, John. Yeah, he he likes to try to put his foot down sometimes on things. Well, just hear me out. Settle down. The idea is not bad. And it's, then I'll just tell him, because your idea needs work. <laughs> do you think <laughs> Ronnie laughs when he gets like that with her like we do? <laughs> no. She, does she think he's as cute <laughs> as we do? <laughs> no. I've seen or is he get, a lot more angry uh, No, I've home. seen him get passive-aggressive with Ronnie, and it's very funny. <laughs> You know everything. I saw her. She was at one of the Port Pablo's events, and yeah. she was tipping her back a few sodas, and he's just the corner of his eye. How many is that? What you got going on? Don't well, he's because deep down, and again, uh, open book, the, the reason why psychologically or a therapist would tell Brady is he watches Ronnie have a couple of wines, and he thinks, my mom drinks too much. No one ever said anything. How many of those do you plan on drinking? <laughs> Well, we were in Vegas and Ronnie got shit faced. Yeah, that's the, like that's the great story. One eye went crazy. Oh, just boy. went missing. And she's looking at me. I'm like, Ronnie's gone. <laughs> Gotta go babysit Drunky McBoo's hound. <laughs> like, it was miserable. And it was basically because he'd seen his mom drink. And she doesn't drink to where she's a stumbling drunk, but she drinks every day. And you ask either Brady or Torp, like, what's the biggest problem your mom's got? She probably drinks a little too much. <laughs> but it's it's like bunny guzzles. But it, was that because Torp was in his ear as a kid, like, saying stuff, like, even not directly at him, like, ah, man, she's constantly drinking? No. Hey, your mom probably has a little bit. Her nickname from one of the grandkids, uh, well, because they, they called her Gibi. 
What and, uh, is with that family and these nonsensical know. nicknames? Well, Gibi is grandma, and the kids started to point at bottles of wine going, Gibi juice, Gibi juice. <laughs> so they knew that wine was something grandma loved. So get some Gibi juice. And that's what uh, Kirby's kids will say about Brady to, yeah. to pork food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pork man. <laughs> yeah. That's what he runs off of over and there. And mommy would be like, oh, oh, numbs the pain. It's like if they were Indians. <laughs> She numbs the pain in Brady's pork man. Oh, man. Yeah, Poor the great Brady. pork provider. Well, thanks, Johnny. Always a pleasure, Jeremy. We'll talk to you next week. Of course. Thank you guys for downloading this week. We really appreciate it. And make sure you go to 98kupd.com. If you missed anything HMS related, just go to the podcast page. You're already getting this podcast from there. Anyways, and tune in to Holmberg's Morning Sickness, Monday through Friday, 545 a.m. to about 10 or so on the Big Red Radio, 98 KU. PD.